Welcome to today's episode of Let Me Be Brief. I am your co-host, Andy Rieger, joined by my buddy, Matt Basinger, and we are both drinking, well, we technically just finished, a glass of whiskey each. We are in the- Such a large glass. It was. (laughs) We're in the Let It Fly Media Studios, uh, and today's episode is brought to you by Emprise Bank. As always, today's guest is the- Ever so talented, has everything and oversees everything that everybody grew up with, knows about, listens to when they're in the car, and we're going to introduce him to you. His name is Cliff Keel. He's the president and CEO of Kansas City PBS. Cliff, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. Now, Cliff, before we get in, uh, there's obviously a couple things to talk about, but you don't just do PBS. There's some other things that are kind of affiliated with that. So give us the quick rundown of like everything that you oversee. Yeah, we have uh, The Bridge, 90.9 FM, mm-hmm. which we uh, acquired about six or seven years ago, and AAA Music Discovery Radio Station. Uh, and then we've got Flatland, which is our digital news site, which we added through a donation, a very generous donor, about that same time. So we had this sort of mothership of public television. We have four channels, uh, over the air, streaming on your phone, all those kind of things. Uh, and then we bolted on these two, what we feel like were startups, The Bridge and Flatland, and had a lot of ups and downs with those and little by little kind of figured out what they were supposed to be and are very proud. The radio station won, uh, Brian and that team, a radio station of the year from Missouri Broadcasting Association here only a month or two ago. So congratulations. Very proud of them. And yeah, it's nice. You know, you do those things and you're like, okay, we're going to take out a loan and buy this radio station. And it was like, why are we buying something that's in broadcasting? (laughs) So, So it's turned out to be a very good thing. That's awesome. Tell us uh, a little bit about, like, I mean, it seems silly, but like, what do you do? What what does your role look like on a day-to-day basis of managing and running these incredibly well-known and loved Kansas City brands? Aside from getting to hang out with Matt and me, obviously, I mean, this it. is the perk. This but, is like, it. What this other? Is it. This is very cool. I mean, for for <laughs> my job, as my kids would wonder over the years, right? Mm-hmm. So, Dad, you eat lunch with people and you send emails yeah. and like what? That that's a job, you know. So, um, yes, uh, yeah, yeah. So, yes. Uh, you know, and text. I send texts too, right? Yeah. Um, so that's you know, um, it. it it's, it's a great job. I really enjoyed it. I've, I've told some people for my job, um, it's like, I don't really know how to do anything here, so it's good for me that I'm the CEO. So as things have progressed and gotten more complicated and interesting you know, in the media world, we try to keep up with that. But thank goodness we have a lot of very smart, talented people to help us do that. Yeah. How'd you get into this world? I was an independent filmmaker um, in, uh, in Austin, Texas. Made a movie okay. back in the day down there. And... Uh, that's what I'd studied in school. And, you know, the, the irony of all of it was I, a couple of things. One, my wife and I, we were both like, you know, if we want to stay married and never have children and all that, I need to get maybe more of a regular job. And sure. so uh, that was one piece of, of it. And then uh, the other thing, I, I, I was fortunate. We were in Waco, Texas back at the time, had moved back there. And I found my way to the public television station there on the Baylor University campus and I was going to do that for a year, and that was a long, long time ago, and then became operations manager, and then interim general manager there, and then general manager, and so kind of got started, and, but kind of, you know, came in the side door sure. of doing this, but I think I found for me, I really enjoyed, uh, ironically, you know, helping to raise the funds, which was the thing I was tired of as an independent filmmaker. Sure. You would work to raise money for like, 
two and a half years and then go make a project for five months, right? Yeah. And so, so that's how smart I am. It's like, oh, I'll just go do this other thing, which was the thing that I didn't want to do all the time. But I do really enjoy it, and I, I'm, I'm really proud of the fact we get the resources, and I get to kind of cheerlead and help figure out for all these talented people to do the, the brands and the cool yeah. stuff we get to do. My, my sister-in-law, just a quick story. Oh, man. I know. Uh, she, she went through the first eight or nine years of her life before her parents accidentally revealed that there were more channels than PBS. Uh, and so when that finally was became known, uh, dad had made that mistake and mom was just devastated because that was what that, that was all she knew. That's what she grew up on. That's so a good thing. I think right? that's a very yeah, good absolutely. thing. Absolutely. What, what years yeah. were those? That would have been the 80s. It was a while back. Oh, yeah. I grew up watching like what, what were the what was on PBS when we were kids? Like. Was Teletubbies on PBS? <laughs> Teletubbies was on PBS, yeah. Mr. Rogers. Arthur. Mr. Rogers. Mr. Rogers. Arthur. Arthur. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. What else? Come on. This is good. Uh, Our yeah, right. yeah. Now I'm going to... Uh, oh. Caillou, another one. Some what people are the don't current, like Caillou. What are the kids' shows on PBS now? Uh, Donkey Hody. Okay. D-O-N-K-E-Y-H-O-D-I-E. Clever. Yeah. I get it. Um, they're, they're, uh, we've still got Sesame Street, yep. which is great. But that's a, that's one of those of interesting things. It's a deal with HBO, which people are like... How does that work? And I'm kind of, that's kind of the modern world. Yeah. You have to have these partnership deals, which the great thing about that, uh, the partnership with HBO is there's more episodes of Sesame Street made and we're able to still deliver it free over the air to everybody. Wow. And so, I don't think parents care. Their child cares. Well, was that did that debut six months ago or whatever? Right. The kid just wants then, their Sesame Street. Yeah. Show. So this is the perfect transition. So let's let's get into the you know, this is a feel good, like nostalgic type discussion, but let's get into the business side of it. So let's talk about how you guys actually operate and how you make your money. And then let's talk about content and how that actually works. Cause that's obviously a really popular uh, subject in today's society. So how is it that, and, and it's probably, we have to break each one up, but then they probably have really good back of house uh, sinking between all of them. How do you guys make your money? We, um, brilliant business plan, we give away about 40,000 hours of content a year, and then we hope that we have some impact on your life throughout the course of the year, and that we talk to you about that somehow, engage you, and then we ask you to make a donation, become a member, et cetera. Sure. And there's perks for that and all that, but at the end of the day, our hope is to get people as, as really as kind of sticky philanthropists to invest. Mm -hmm. We have more members than we've ever had right now, about 33,000 members, households. And that's just for the Kansas City, right? That's, that's for Kansas City, yeah. yeah. And we've got um, more major donors than we've ever had. Uh, we've got good relationships with foundations. And so we try to you know cobble the, all those pieces together, but it's, it is, it's kind of an odd, odd business model. And uh, we continue to work though, to try to make sure I look at it as, how do we create value in your life, right? Mm -hmm. Did we cover a nonprofit that you love? Did we help you find your favorite new restaurant, your favorite new band? Did we get you out to a show? Uh, did we cover uh, the hidden pandemic, mental health issues during the pandemic mm -hmm. uh, documentary that we had? You know, did we do something that kind of touched your life over the, or, you know, not to mention the News Hour, Masterpiece Theater, Nova Frontline, the kids channel, you know, which for parents is, is very valuable. Right, sure. So, you know, there's a lot of discussion right now about news in general and about media in general and about, um, you know, what it's like to be, have corporations as your primary sponsors or individuals as your primary sponsors. And so maybe uh, you guys have sponsorships that are coming from both businesses as well as individuals. Is that, is that accurate? Yeah. Yes, we do. Yes, yeah. we do. And, um, you know, it's all, there's all kind of bright line editorial, mm -hmm. you know, people can attach their name as a corporate sponsor to what we're doing. Yeah. 
family foundations, and then obviously the individuals, most of it is very kind of agnostic money, right? Mm -hmm. I'm like, here's my $120 membership. I love all the stuff you do, but they're not, you know, setting editorial, but neither are the, the major donors or the corporations. And, you know, we do some collaborative projects and things, and we, off, we have to remind people, look, you know, you can, you can suggest a project to us, or you can, you can give us feedback, whatever. And when I, I go meet with a lot of people in town, and I always, I, I'm like the, the golden retriever, I'll take an <laughs> idea from someone, put it at the feet of our journalists, and then they can pick it up, or they don't pick it up, right? Sure. It's like, I'm not going to go tell them, you know, go tell them what to make or who to put in the show or anything like that. So yeah. that's, that, you know, something we have to be very careful with, so... Because we don't want people to think, oh, well, these folks gave you this amount of money and, and then you right. made this for them. That, that's just not the way it works. Yeah. So you, you talked about how you guys bought the bridge. Is that correct? And was uh, Flatland a part of that acquisition? Flatland was a, a donor. Uh, the Hale family donated uh, and let us start Flatland, which to show you how much we didn't sort of know, it was the, it was the Hale Center for Journalism to start with, which was really a little bit too much about us. And over time, we figured out, it's like, look, make something people want. Mm -hmm. That seems to be a better idea rather than making this a project for us. And it became Flatland. So flatlandkc.org, that that turned into that, which is really just cover the city around arts and culture, history, investigative journalism, amplify stories around national projects that we're doing. So if there's Ken Burns Vietnam doc is coming, Flatland might be doing veterans issues or, or local Vietnam veteran stories. So you you guys bought, though, uh, the bridge. Did buy and, the bridge. And, and, and made it something. But but you also mentioned something in there that I thought was interesting um, as really a, you know, I mean, legitimately and... Uh, Oh, I just literally, literally I mean, figuratively. No. Well, well, I mean, I mean, you're a non-for-profit technically, right? I mean, yes. across the board, I mean, true and true. And that's how you depend on your money. But you talked about how you actually brought on debt to buy something that you always, you know, to use your words, you hope that people have the nostalgia to want to donate, to push it forward. What is it like to get a bank loan on a non-guaranteed stream of revenue? <laughs> That was very interesting. Our finance chair on our board, I had, there were three or four things I had to convince him of that it wasn't going to, you know, hurt the TV station or take us down. It wasn't going to hurt the news and talk station in case you are in town. You know, it wasn't, it wasn't going to be this sort of bottomless pit that we'd get into because we, it's a $1.9 million loan we took to, to go get it. And then I would tell the finance chair, I'm like, yeah, but once we do this, it's going to be worth three or $4 million. He's like, well, somebody has to pay you that money for it to be <laughs> worth three or $4 million. So we felt like we had a good, it was a good thing to do. Uh, and we, in fact, there's a group that we worked with, a consulting firm, and we had to go out of the state. We tried to get the money in the state, but it is kind of a weird thing. So oh, we're buying this radio station. It's got all this potential. Now, we did then refinance that later with, with, uh, with a local bank, right? But the initial part, there's a group uh, that funds sort of public media, kind of public media for good projects to try to save stations. And so that was the initial, the initial group that, it was very funny. We brought these people in from New York, and I didn't know, they were like, oh, we're gonna go see this band, and da 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 so we went over to Waste and Measures studio, and it was Alt-J. It was so cool, we're like in a room, four or five of us with Alt-J, pretty early days, and so, you know, they wanted to make sure, you know, that, that we were uh, legit, and, uh, but that was kind of a cool little perk for them when they came in. Do you think he'll be telling stories about when he was in a room with Andy Rieger and Matt Basinger four or five years from now? The early days. 
Well, when he probably <laughs> takes his current loan to Emprise Bank and gets them to refi there it, because it they're going to offer him the absolute best rate because... That's what they do. That's what they do. There That's you go. There you go. Media has been a challenging space. But, for, I'll but by the way, I'm going to tell the story of every time that I was in the room with you two. Thanks, buddy. I accept, <laughs> I accept back massages in a totally PC way. You know, I, I still remember 2004, YouTube comes out, media is online. And so, like, what is your reach uh, from a physical stand? Like, your towers here in Kansas City, like, where can I get them to the west and to the east? You know, I'm not great with geography, but about 60 miles in every direction sure. okay. around the metro. Yep. We serve a little over eh, 2.12 million people can get our can sure. get our TV signals. And then you have you have all this online as well for folks who cannot, or is this is it like if you're not in Kansas City, you don't have access to this? No, it's kind of cool. We have members like for the bridge around the country, right? Different wow. people we'll hear from that'll join and. Because the, the the app, the stream, all that. But yeah, that's one of the things we've really tried to do with with our services is we're on YouTube TV. We're you know the the our, our thank flat, you by the way. There you go. There you go. Thank you. Uh, we're over the air free, right? Mm -hmm. So if you want to buy a thirty five dollar antenna, there's that, and it looks yep. really good. And then you know the radio station you can stream on your phone and your laptop, yeah. and we have a lot of people doing that. Certainly during the the, sure. the last year and a half. Um, Television, uh, I show everybody that I can. The kids app and our our flagship 19.1 channel, yep. they're both stream on your phone, right? So so for kids in the grocery store with you, you're in Target, whatever, that's kind of a cool thing yeah. for, for families. So, so how is business? I mean, we talked a little bit of numbers. You said that you have you know X amount of folks who are listening, and we talked about a loan that you took out that you hope to turn into a value that is greater than that, obviously. But are you all, as an organization, growing what does the last two or three years look like? And then, and I think of equal importance, where are you headed? Yeah, what are the opportunities? I think is really where that where you're headed. Yeah, and remind, I don't want to forget that 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 question. The uh, we're we're doing well. Knock on wood. We're really really grateful. Um, you know, again, we with the pandemic and some of the work we did at home learning, mm -hmm. just being there for people. We are very fortunate. We know that we don't have to put people in seats in an auditorium, so we don't we don't take that lightly. And so you can use this on your phone and in your office and in your living room. And so our membership has grown. Uh, our overall budget has grown. I think about a year after I got here, we, we got down to about 40 people. We're now around 60, 60 member staff. Wow. And that, that is also, though, adding strong social and digital media, adding a radio station, and adding a digital magazine. So kind of lean growth to, to add all those services. But uh, about 1.3 million people use our services every month. Um, which we're proud of. And, yeah. and how, how does that stack up? Sorry. That is, most of that is the four TV channels. And then there's a chunk of it from radio. And then there's a chunk of online, you know, our YouTube, we shoot all our 909 sessions mm -hmm. with bands that come through the studio, not right now, but normally. Uh, and then all that, so the YouTube views, all these different bits and pieces. Uh, again, at some point, engagement events, we do pretty regular events where you can come in, come in to, to meet with us. Well, Cliff, we could uh, continue talking a lot. My background is journalism. I love this stuff. I want to just go come to your new space eventually and hear and see more about it. But he says, let me be brief. So we got to be brief. So we got to wrap up. Uh, business aside, what is the coolest thing that you've ever done? I was thinking about that. Yeah, I've got uh, probably a couple of them. I, one of the really great memory for me, fall a couple of years ago, my daughter and I at Disneyland, we come out, you know, it's always very, very crowded, crowded, crowded. We come out and we're like, wow, is there like a water leak? What happened? There's water. And it had rained. So pretty much everybody went home from the park. 
So for most of the rest of the evening, we were riding rides. Like we did this oh, so Grizzly cool. Falls thing. We were the only people on it. We walked by, and this lady's like, "Yeah, we're open. Come over here." You know, which kind of crazy. So I, my daughter, I love seeing her. Hadn't seen her in a while, so that was kind of a really, really fun experience. Yeah, it's fun. Well, we so appreciate you making time to hang out with us and talk about uh, just all things Kansas City. Um, on behalf of Emprise Bank, uh, Let It Fly Media, the Jay Rieger & Co. Distillery, Swell Spark, uh, we wish you continued success as you all grow and navigate strange times in media, and we know that the best is yet to come. Thank you very much for having me. Congratulations to, to the two of you on all your success. Thanks, Great to see you.